In the Weebosphere, we sometimes like to call ourselves degenerates. It's a self-effacing reference to all of the more questionable aspects of the Weeb fandom. Uh, the weird porn, the body pillows, the idea of the waifu, that of the neat. It's the shit, shit that uh, scares our parents. The uninitiated, the socially conservative, and the blessedly shrinking demographic that is the fuck anime type. And it's all mostly harmless. My personal distaste for waifuism, for instance, is less moral and more philosophical. For all their faults, anime, the greater weebosphere, and uh, their rising preeminence in the last decade have, I think, been a net positive. I see less of a stigma among my peers, not just towards anime, but towards being who you are and liking what you like. When I was in high school, you could either be a crypto weeb or you could be a pariah. Now, I have fights with my co-workers about Jujutsu Kaisen and whether it's good or not. Uh, we all know who we are, and we're all quite a bit more cool with who we are. Sure, we'll call ourselves degenerate, but it's an inside joke, a shrugging of our shoulders at all the ostracization that we used to face and are now mostly free of. Guilty as charged, Trevor. Enjoy the next episode of Friday Night Lights. I'll be watching a show about magical girls getting eaten by fucked up Donahoe-spelled cartoons. But then I hear about shit like Rido of Healer, the fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene of weebdom, our own Morgan Wallen, a show where the fantasy protagonist goes around sexually assaulting women into joining him on his revenge quest to sexually assault his enemies. A flimsy in-universe justification exists so that this series can pretend to be anything other than free candy for rape fetishists and actual rapists and sex pests. But I'm not stupid, and I resent that my intelligence is being insulted. Before we begin in earnest, before I lay out a case, I want to be crystal fucking clear. Redo of Healer sucks. If you like Redo of Healer, then, from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself. Clutch these pearls, you fucking degenerate piece of shit. The Weeb fandom would be better off with you dead. On to the show. Wow, so I burned my finger this morning. That was the omen. That was my advanced punishment for picking this one out of the fucking magic hat. This is, yeah, no, this is your fault and I blame you, by the way. I didn't even fucking hear about this show. I could have gone my entire life not hearing about this show. It's weird to know that just sort of picking a TV show because I saw Flame War about it will just count as one of the sort of top three moral transgressions of my, uh, 2020s, you know? It's kind of, it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. At least you didn't rape anyone. I don't know. Maybe I transitionally put money in the pocket of one of this show's fucking writers, in which case I am an accomplice to some kind of inevitable fucking sex crime. Oh, yeah, content warning, by the way. I really resent one thing that this has done to me personally. You see, I come from the Edge Farm. Mm -hmm. I do the fucking 2 a.m. sets in the New York Comedy Club where some fucking Jim Jeffries impersonator comes out and says, Now don't it suck you can't say what you want to say these days! And now I have to come in here and say, Yeah, I've got a content warning for your ass because this entire thing is fucking... It's like a 14-year-old Harvey Weinstein's journal. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to place it specifically in terms of metaphor, except it feels like a con where dignity is sent away it feels like oh what would you call it like a uh, like a fucking sword art online dark fic <laughs> you know i actually told myself for all the comparisons i'm gonna draw this bullshit mm-hmm. i'm gonna actually avoid porn because i was thinking about the insult pornographic right porn by and large like the normal porn for normal people mm-hmm. or the freaky porn for or <clears throat> Or the freaky porn for freaky people with some self-awareness. Yeah. By and large, kind of harmless fun. Maybe you get like a comedy sketch pegged to the front of it. Sure. People don't talk like people in porn, which is really <laughs> amusing to me. <laughs> and that is not really a genre of charm or independent spirit you're going to find in this fucker. No. I can't really call it porn as much as I could call it fictional snuff. It's, it's torture porn. I mean, for starters. 
Ah, uh, it is torture, but it's not even like there's not even a early saw kitsch kind of thing to it. No, no, there's absolutely no fucking kitsch. It has the same exact aesthetic that every fucking isekai has had up to now. What? Oh, well, this is this is fucking wild too because this manages to be an isekai without this dude having been killed and reborn or transported into this world. Yeah, it basically in some kind of xenomorph-like evolution has taken everything that pulls you out of isekai and sucks about like all the game mechanicization and all the stock tropes you're asked to accept as borderline ironic etc those are just there anyway those are there anyway those are just there anyway but it doesn't even import the appeal like the theoretical marketing tagline the, the horrible exploitative thing whatever but Still, the theoretical appeal of this isekai fucking nonsense is just, like, some kind of escape from ex-blase reality. Oh, so, no, this this is absolutely doing that, except it's <laughs> it's doing it for rape fetishists and rapists and sex pests, right? Because those are not just an unfortunate minority. No, no. They're a demographic now. There are markets. There are enough of these people <laughs> in the weeb fandom, both here and in Japan, that they felt like they could make a whole bunch of money by adapting this novel. There are enough of these people, both here and back in Japan, that they felt that they could make a whole bunch of money making this anime. Which leads to the very uncomfortable conclusion that we share our fandom with a whole fucking lot of these people. It's not like we didn't know that, but it's becoming pretty impossible to ignore now, which is why, by the way, I compared this show to Marjorie Taylor Greene. That is fair. That is fair. A certain species of mutant will say that it's just sort of going for the shock entry, get your attention, then they're going to show you the real depths that are beneath this show which is why i want to take just a nanosecond to say that beyond all the shit we're complaining about the show show sucks oh it's also just bad yeah it is also a normal bad show with the thickest layer of stupid people trying to write smart people i have seen in a while in which a guy with unlimited prep time and time travel powers and absorption of information creates a plan in which he must be tortured and sexually assaulted for months because this is his stroke of genius. Well, I understand why it's there. It's there so that it might, might have some chance of fooling you into thinking, yeah, the people he's about to rape totally deserve to get raped. That's, the first thing, right? That's its first goal. That's the second goal, the second goal is to provide a flimsy justification for this show's defenders to point to when they are called out on the fact that they are either sex pests or sex pests in training. Good angle. If I were to rewind to that sort of shock value point for a second, the idea that you might be pulling a early Slim Shady here. Oh, the normie filter. The normie filter concept. As it's been, uh, because it has a fucking name, because it's happened often fucking enough. Thanks, Goblin Slayer. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, Gobby. When you go for the controversy, Mike, you are putting an ante up. You are short-selling yourself in that you are telling the world, ha-ha, got your attention, now look what I can do. And these guys, and this author, I'm going to go ahead and insult the original author. I'm going to do the obviously X arm saying, say this guy doesn't have shit, but this guy is looking at the world and he doesn't have anything. They don't have shit to show you after they like grab your head and turn you towards their fucking dead pig. It's just a dead pig. It's just a dead fucking pig. And it's been rotting there for like three months while you animate air quotes mouth flaps. This and fucking you show. fucking this dead pig does not count as performance art. It really, really fucking doesn't. I'm tempted to go into the fact that the main character, beyond being an irredeemable monster who's supposed to be sweet, 
Mm-hmm. Are you just supposed to think that this thinly... is so fucking sick? Like, this is supposed to be the Batman of sexual assault, I guess. And it feels almost trivial for me to get into the fact that he... It's not just normal bad writing. It's not only the shock thing. It's... There's all this needless artifice around things in this dumbass plot. Like, there's this whole time travel construction, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's going back to replay his life the right way and get his comeuppance. But when you actually just look at the sequence of the dumb shit that happens to him that he goes to claim revenge for and how his powers go or whatever, the time travel really serves no fucking purpose in this plot. Like, you could have made an F minus minus instead of an F minus 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 show if he had developed as a rapist and or just fucking peace inquire or just peace or just life quit you're looking to inside the story for answers and you're not going to find any of them there you need to be looking outside where i am i don't want to look outside it's just the guy grabbing his hand while he draws You're looking for the Watsonian conclusions. I'm just looking at the Doylean ones right here because there are only Doylean ones because this show is not well enough written for the Watsonian answers. So here's a piece of trivia mm-hmm. about uh, Sam and I because, you know, as you can tell, we associate it outside of this podcast. Otherwise, it'd be kind of hard to find a fucking time. Really, the world is burning. So we have watched a lot of stuff together. And because of my various diseases a lot of it has sucked on purpose and i have never been the person that tapped this was a first yeah this sort of uh pushed that record onto me i have tapped once congratulations fuck nuts when did i tap i i I know that i've tapped at least once i tapped at uh interspecies reviewers that did happen you had a sort of, not offended, but sort of an audio-visual tap on more handshakers. <laughs> I was just kind of done. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this isn't going to get any better. We're not going to get more than we already have here. I can kind We of, have the material we need. I can kind of understand. I think you can only look at that gear-turning animation a certain number of times um, before you just run out of... Like, yep, those are gears still. Still. <laughs> Did I tap... At Azure Lane, because I feel like I tapped for Azure Lane. At Azure Lane, you introduced the skipping around where I was saying, no, no, we need to get the texture of the poo. This fucking show. We didn't even get two episodes in. We didn't get two episodes in. I got, it's 1.5, 1.6. I don't know. It's when the poker came out and I just sort of threw my hands up and... There's a stock sitcom joke where a jerk-ass kind of character tries to say, I'm sorry, and it comes like, I'm su- I'm su- mm-hmm. And evidently, when you live my life, as whatever kind of borderline bender personality, the equivalent of that is, I'm a f- I'm a f- <laughs> So that was an experience. That so was, that was experience. a fucking experience. Um, I don't want to dignify this show by continuing to talk about it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, eat my ass, redo of Healer. Is this the worst show we've watched? Yeah, okay, a... so here's here's the actual topic of this episode. is uh, We're going to argue over what the worst thing we've uh, ever watched is. I still think it's Interspecies Reviewers. Interspecies Reviewers is a strong contender. It's I like mean, this is a this is a new fucking challenger. This is like fucking, you know, like Lars Sullivan just got called up and is just going to be a monster for, you know, however many weeks. He just got released. He did just get released. <laughs> Man, I bet Lars Sullivan would love this show if he wasn't too busy crying to watch anime. Now, Interspecies Reviewer is an interesting contender. Definitely low effort. Definitely harshly transgressive. Mm-hmm. I think we just lay out all our contenders. So just as a reminder for people, Interspecies Reviewers is sort of the apex of the Coom show in that it is an animated it, comedy about... It, may, it makes no pretensions to be anything but. Yeah. Is the ultimate Coom show, it's an animated comedy about whore hopping, basically. But yeah. In a fantasy section. In a fantasy setting, world yeah. setting. Yeah, just the generic one that has all of the various, you know, like 
different fantasy races from whatever fucking you know rpg you've ever played yeah yeah i guess we should say the japanese generic one since generic fantasy has a different read yeah in the west you think more a little more elf orc focus where those are just sort of speed bumps on the way to shit like genie and fire elementals and interspecies reviewers this is true yes two contenders we cannot forget you love your... No, I can't remember the full fucking name. Milf Isekai. Milf Isekai, yeah. Milf Isekai is a core contender. And as you said, Azure Lane is a core contender. Azure Lane is easily the most cynical out of all of them. Azure Lane is definitely one of the most constructed, like, yes. committee constructed. Yeah, like, there is not a single fucking heartbeat that can be felt within Azure Lane. You could almost... <laughs> How do I put this exactly? Interspecies Reviewers definitely does have a pulse because there are veins on one's dick. Interspecies Reviewers' cynicism is more like a pop punk band where you can look back and you see these do something else and one day woke up and said, let's make some fucking money. (laughs) Azure Lane's cynicism is like when Arnold Schwarzenegger appears shirtless in a parking lot and stands up <laughs> and marches towards a biker whose day is about to get worse. I would compare Azure Lane and Azure Lane's creation to... Alright, so I just did my taxes. Um, okay. You know, I, I used one of the fucking programs that you use and it costs, you know, like 80 to 90 bucks. And you click through it and, you know, you upload some PDFs and you, yeah, you, you select yes, you select no, you enter some numbers, uh, you enter some allowances here and there, that sort of thing. You click through things. Uh, and ba- basically, that's how Azure Lane was written. <laughs> uh, with all the passion that went into uh my doing my taxes this year and passion is just not the word that i would use to describe any of that it is a means to an end and that end was a net gain of about 120 dollars or so (laughs) after you factor in what i owed on federal and what it cost me to do them that one does feel a bit like putting legos together doesn't it no, because putting Legos together does involve creativity. Mm, that's true, that's true. It involves imagination. There's some passion that can go into it. Doing your taxes is just this thing that you have to fucking do every year. And sometimes you get something out of it. Every time something like Azure Lane comes out, I kind of wonder if that just is the founding force behind some like artisanal masterpiece that only three people love. And it's just a fucking generation-defining classic for them. It's 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 weird to think about budgets sometimes. Other entries. Handshakers. Handshakers, <laughs> quintessentially. Did I bring up Milf Isekai? You brought up Milf Isekai, yeah. Because that is. That is a strong one. That thing had like a Matanza on Lucha Underground rain. What I was the most um surprised by is just how boring milf isekai was like outside all the fucking you know memes that show up on you know whichever subreddit right or all the scenes that become memes on whichever fucking subreddit everything in between that you know like 90% of the show is just fucking boring dialogue it's badness defies even the structure of the hate watch Yes, uh, it's it, it's not a good hate watch. Not the way that fucking X Arms was. X Arm X. It's I, I was calling it X Arms throughout the entire <laughs> previous episode. That's not Me what too. it's actually called. It's X Arm. I don't want to call it the worst thing that we've ever watched for this show. I can't put X Arm in my final running because it's ultimately like the song Friday, which is some idiot <laughs> trying to do something. <laughs> They are not capable of doing yet. It's fucking little brother from Homestar Runner. <laughs> I can make it on my own. <laughs> it is simple, Jack. You mentioned fucking Tropic Thunder earlier, dude. I want to take like a bunch of key animators from Eggs Arm and give them like a scholarship to a fucking top animation college. What kind of accelerationist bullshit are you on? No, no, I want to see them come out with, like, training and ideas, and I want to see what happens if they just try again. 
And it will probably still just be marked the Hindenburg now. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I'm not too invested in the forward momentum of civilization itself for the next three days or so because we just marched through our new intercontinental fucking champion here. Seraph I'm still of the end is like an honorable mention. Honorable mention. It's it's honestly nowhere even close to the worst thing that we've watched. It's it's like dumb and stupid and bad. There's nothing Seraph of the End gets wrong that handshakers doesn't vomit on. Yeah. I think we need to start pitting this bracket against each other. Princess Connect Redive. <laughs> I literally forgot it. <laughs> It's like I got neuralized, like Will Smith is staring at me. And I said, how'd you get in my home, Mr. Smith? So I wasn't joking, by the way, to anyone who, you know, remembers that episode. I wasn't joking. I did actually dissociate while I was watching <laughs> that show. It was that bad. It was that boring. I didn't. It was that fucking nothing of a show. I didn't pain dissociate. It was more like. If you're into stoner rock or sludge metal, and you can just imagine one of those really dreamy tracks while you're staring at the ceiling, and the album art is some kind of constellation drawn like a fucking high-detail tarot card or some shit, and you're flitting through the void, then someone does a high-pitched kia during a battle scene and you're ripped back down to Earth. But that is the astral kind of trip I went back down to this. All right. We talked about Big Order on the show, didn't we? We did talk about Big Order. There's too much joy. <laughs> too much. There's too much. See, that's that's why I'd argue that Seraph of the End does not deserve to be in the running for this. Because Seraph of the End was so fucking funny. Big Order. It was just so impossibly incompetent. Big Order crammed so much of an overstuffed plot into so little space. That it was like fucking Xavier Renegade Angel all over again. It felt that way sometimes, like, yeah. My order is your order, in which that is the bunny that is pregnant now inside of your mind. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think we both... I think we should pick champions. Okay. One champion each, and we'll put them against each other. And then they will face the contender... Here's what I've narrowed it down to. I've narrowed it down to Interspecies Viewers, Azure Lane, and we forgot to mention it, um, Aramanga Sensei. Ah, uh, the old gods. But Aramanga Sensei... No, you know what? Bullshit. No. Aramanga Sensei is not actually that bad. I mean, it's bad, right? No, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, but we, we're like... It's like, it's really fucking bad. We're at like the end of a Hellraiser movie. We've already seen shit. What We've was, was like... It's, what, it, do, what do I have to fear from Aromanga Sensei? Aromanga Sensei is... Like the first season villain. Yeah. And we're in, we're in season six at this point, and shit's just been getting... You know, they've been up in the ante, right? The, the, it's the fucking dude who did uh, Prometheus. Um... Uh, Prometheus, he was on Lost. He was the one, um... Mm, not sure. He was the one who was talking about how, you know, when you've got Hollywood movies, you have to do sequels where the stakes are larger and larger each time, right? So, uh, Interspecies Reviewers was the first movie where the stakes were, we need to save the city, right? Mm -hmm. We're not... Did I say Interspecies Reviewers? Um, I meant, um, Aramaga Sensei. We're now at, like, movie fucking five right now where, you know, we're trying to reverse the Thanos snap. That is how large the stakes are now. Iromanga Sensei was, like, the first movie where Chris Tucker has to just try to actually fist fight someone at the end. <laughs> and that's his big drama moment. Over here in, like, redo of Healer Land is when he's dangling off the fucking Eiffel Tower... <laughs> While ninjas throw shit at him. And you just don't know how you got here. <laughs> Somehow I've seen all three of those movies multiple times. I don't know how. I don't know how it happened. Jackie Chan. I think it's just because his... I like Kung Fu shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan's career is blessed by being both an excellent Kung Fu guy. 
and a winner of the comfort i'm gonna put something on because it's on category his shit is extremely easy to watch yes yeah like all of it like from drunken master all the way on down to rush hour to you know like an idiosyncratic trader joe's potato chip they have good potato chips but yeah, Aeromanga Sensei has lost so much power, so my god. It's just so much more like pedestrian level bad. This happened fast, it too. Ha- it, 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 this happened fast. Aeromanga like Sensei was, I want to say, 2016. It's only been five years since Aeromanga Sensei. And this fucking nuclear arms race of horrible, noxious shit for coomers and rapists. <laughs> Has propagated. This is more of an American structural trope in terms of the relationship between movies and television. Mm-hmm. But you know how they'll take a movie and adapt it into a TV series where every beat is drawn out forever? Mm-hmm. I feel like anime is accelerating to the point in a certain corner, in like your shock of the season corner. We're eventually just going to be irreversible, the prestige television show. I'm just wondering if they're just going to start airing fucking uh, hentai on TV Tokyo at this point. Because I, that seems to be what we're accelerating towards. Man. I'm going to pick my champion. Okay. I'm going to make my case. I think that MILF Isekai is the worst show that we've watched. I think that Ezra Lane is the worst show that we've watched. You see, MILF Isekai, it's, it's kind of like Mario. Sure. MILF Isekai is cynical. Yes. MILF Isekai is cheap. MILF Isekai is built on a firm, transgressive layer of incest. Every moment of MILF Isekai feels like a vast field of nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything that could matter that is on screen in Milf Isekai is tied either to fucking your mom <laughs> or some RPG mechanic that seems to be thinly understood. Like, I'm still not convinced that everyone writing these fucking Isekai, or even happy writing these fucking Isekai, play fucking video games. I think they are very good at looking up video games on Wikipedia. And finding that video game's individual wikia page. Because I, I watch these things, right? Mm-hmm. I see the, I see a MILF isekai. And no one, there's never a fucking Undertale isekai or Death Stranding fucking isekai or Madden isekai. It is always your brother describing Dragon Warrior 8. Yes. I guess what I'm saying is that it's so inbred. <laughs> Yeah, basically, it all just kind of runs together at this point. It all kind of runs together. It is a takeoff on a takeoff on a takeoff. Like, we've gone so... And who cares at this point? It is probably worth bringing up. I don't know when the well of mom fuck, sister fuck money runs dry. But they got damn standard oil close to tapping one of those veins clearly it's not running dry anytime soon because this show is currently fucking airing along with the second and maybe third seasons of a whole bunch of other fucking isekai that i didn't like the first time and don't like now i almost wonder if it it like almost crashed the fucking mom incest market like it would have just been stepsisters and stepbrothers left alone in the incest market from that point on in complete fairness, I'm pretty sure she is his stepmother in uh, Milf Isekai. I fucking hate that. Just just so that, like, they could... If you're gonna fucking do it, <laughs> then fucking do it. Don't be a fucking pussy about <laughs> don't, it. Don't be... That's another sin of Milf Isekai. It's a fucking pussy about it. I think I just disassociated during it the way that you describe Princess Redive Reconnect. <laughs> That's not his name, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, here's that is who has the fucking universal championship in my corner. That, that's the Dale Cup right there. Yeah. Okay. Azur Lane is so amazingly without any sort of artistry to it <laughs> whatsoever. It 
was designed by a team of people who were given a brief and told, do this. And they did that. And they made it into an anime. Everything about it is so fucking market tested. Everything about it is like, here's the demographic. This is the demographic. It's the people who play this game. Uh, we are going to make for them a basically just showcase of all of their favorite waifus that, you know, they can buy doujinshis of later. Azure Lane. It always... also features a particular battle system featuring uh... at least a couple, more than one instance of. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to my battle zone! <laughs> I don't know how they added that to a show that's supposed to be about walking battleships, by the way. Like, those aren't two breeds of shittiness that normally collide with each other. Right, the walking battleships thing, too, right? How did you make that fucking lane? It could be in, it, it could be one of those, like, man, anime is weird sometimes, but I love it sort of things. No, it's just boring. It is impressive to take a concept that is that crystal meth induced mm -hmm. and make it feel like a just the breeze see this this gets, this is kind of going back but in a different way to what i was saying during the uh during the cora episodes where i'm resentful of shit that is merely audacious i guess not resentful but i'm suspicious of shit that is merely audacious but doesn't actually have enough of a good idea behind it to back up how audacious it is mm -hmm. or what if moe battleship girls and they fight war and that's such a fucking first draft ass concept <laughs> Yeah, they did. No actual thought was put into any of it. They, they, I think they just fucking manateed it together, a la that fucking episode of uh, of South Park. <laughs> yeah. Then figured, uh, then did a market test, and then figured, okay, this will sell, and then released the mobile game, and then once the mobile game sold, they could release the anime, uh, which does not really feature characters so much. I, I, I don't want to some... call these characters characters. It seems. It's giving them too much credit. Some bored motherfucker. In a different episode, I would have called them subhuman or a basement dweller or an algae or something. But because we're talking about in the same episode as Rapeland, mm -hmm. I'd have to call him bored motherfucker because of relativity. Mm -hmm. It's going to write in saying, actually, it's adapting a gacha game. The gacha game is not based upon it. Okay, Charles, you win. And I can't call you the worst corner of the fandom because you're <laughs> not, not <anymore>. a rapist. <laughs> Congratulations, Charles. I don't know why I have this guy's name, Charles. I know a weed named Charlie once. He wasn't a rapist. I'm sorry, Charlie. Fuck. Yeah, sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry we got... I thought I got the order right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe let's talk... Maybe Charles is gonna about to fucking email us. <laughs> Well, at least I'm off the fucking hook. Mr. Dale, who thinks he's so smart, your negroness will be surprised to learn. I've decided that he has to be a racist, so I feel better about calling him subhuman in the rape episode. Uh <laughs> All right. My argument against Azure Lane is going to be based mostly off of pathos because Azure Lane has fucking none. But it is so sterile. It is so market-tested. It is so mechanical in how it plays out. Its characters are so paint-by-numbers. They're not even pay fucking paint-by-numbers. They're a list of about a half-dozen traits. No, traits is too much credit. They're, each of them, a list of about a half-dozen, um, like, quirks. For the record, this is our review of K-pop as well. <laughs> Bang! Okay. <laughs> you know I had to do it. Come kill me! Come and kill me! I will fight until there's not a drop of blood left in me. Stance. <laughs> Come to Brooklyn. I read Brooklyn. You have to get to. Come the... to Brooklyn. You have to go through Manhattan without getting the Rona to get to me. Good luck, <laughs> fuck nuts. 
I'll I, beat you till you're black and pink. I've i hidden behind a viral shield. <laughs> I can't even hate on K-pop that much this episode because I don't know. It's not someone's it's rape. It's not kink. someone's rape kink. <laughs> God damn it! How is this the fucking? How is the bar so fucking low? <laughs> well, we enjoy the films of Christopher Nolan. And I will always just remember silly voice Batman talking to Jim Gordon on a roof. And the police commissioner says, are you worried about escalation? (laughs) (laughs) And Batman's all, nah, we're good. Bad out. And the next, in the next film. Is about escalation. (laughs) About escalation. And the film after that next film is about the French fucking revolution. (laughs) So, yes, we have an escalation issue. All right. So I think my final, my kind of closing argument on Azur Lane is that it is just such a puff of air of a show, of a franchise, because it is, in fact, a franchise. So I think I feel the way about Milf Isagai's attempts at transgression that you feel that Azure Lane's reach for like an out there kind of concept. Yeah, Azure Lane because is not even that day, transgressive. Or it doesn't even try not, to be that transgressive. It's not. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's bread flavored bread. And that is what is most offensive to me, but ultimately. Milf Isekai, I guess, annoys me because it's sort of... I keep coming back to the fucking pop punk thing. Mm-hmm. Because there is a certain way of waving your hands and saying, look at me. That will always just get this... Sideshow Bob grumbling under his breath sound from me. So now, do we square these two off? Or do we go straight for the triple threat? I think we gotta square these two off first. While I made a sort of passionate case, I actually do think I was moved by your description of Azure Lane. (laughs) Because it partially fell out of my rankings because I may have papered over it in my own memory. It's just such a nothing show. And the thing about Azure Lane as a nothing show is that it feels like an in-universe straw man in a socialist novel. (laughs) Like, just someone who woke up cranky about the existence of capitalism and media. See, it's not like, it's not like we haven't watched merch-driven shows before. Maybe... Maybe it's that microtransaction-driven shows are a bridge too far for yours <laughs> truly. It could very well be that. Oh, man. But <laughs> fucking Mobile Suit Gundam, whichever fucking series, at least they try to fucking tell a story. Usually they succeed. I would say three out of four series, and there are, what, like 16 of them at this point? Three out of four series do tend to succeed in telling a half-decent story. Mother, we don't even need to reach for the letter grade. But they don't even try to tell a story in Azure Lane. We don't need to reach for the letter grade of a fucking Gundam or me- any mech cash show. In an episode of Dumbfuck Beyblade, <laughs> from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode... I will be able to recount to you what basically happened and why. Fucking Pokemon is taking an interest in being a half-decent show. I can forgive flippancy on a topic because I'm all about flippancy. Like, Flippancy Stars World 2, that's a mall for hilarity. But it just sounds like they didn't think about it. Mm. Like, they just didn't think about how this is a World War. No, I don't know that they cared everything has a perch right mm-hmm. and when we get back to, to this when we get back to healer at the end of this episode sure because i have a thing about perch and why i particularly hate this fucking show the thing is i'm thinking back and again i'm, I'm making another pathological argument or an argument based in pathos is i'm thinking back to milfi sakai and I do, I do feel like I was more miserable while I was watching Milf Isekai than I was while I was watching Azerlane. I almost feel like I'm being a contrarian asshole by not arguing for um, 
for Interspecies Reviewers, a show that I called a hard stop on the first time we tried to watch it. Well, I know why you can't vote for Interspecies Reviewers. Because you could barely fucking watch Interspecies Reviewers. Oh, would, I, would, run, I, would it be time. in bad faith? Would, <laughs> I be, would, I be, would this be bad faith criticism? <laughs> Oh no! I didn't watch all the show. What right have I? <laughs> but I do remember being more actively angry at Milf Isekai than I was at Azure Lane, and because I tend to be um not always. Because I'm sometimes kind of the Ebert between our Siskel and Ebert. Oh, I'm not sure what that actually means in a disposition. Siskel was more nitpicky where Ebert would rate the experience. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because I, 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 I am in this case feeling a little bit more Eberty. It does count for something. The fact that I was actively just yelling at this show <laughs> as I was watching it. <laughs> And it brought me no pleasure. Like, usually a hate watch will bring some amount of perverse joy, right? <laughs> All I could think of as I was watching Milf Isekai is just how much I hated it, how much I wanted all the characters to die. But, and here's why I think Azure Lane is worse. It's like freezing to death. The only thing I was thinking while I was watching Azure Lane is how much I didn't want to be watching <laughs> Azure Lane. I didn't even... None of these characters were characters enough for me to hate them. I couldn't hate them. They weren't characters. They were character designs. Azure. And I feel like I've made this argument with other things in the past, but no... In no other show is it more true than with Azure Lane. I will give it ultimately to Azure Lane A because of the cyberpunk analogy from earlier. And B, there's this thing. It's a borderline trope. I'm not against it or for it. It's just a, they're just it's just a representation they're fond of. Sure. Where to imply someone is inhuman or otherworldly in a malign way, they'll just be like a black cloud with eyes and teeth, right? Yeah. It's all over Full Metal Alchemist and shit. Yes. And Azure Lane feels like a mass. Of, of one of those things shaped like a person like hello fellow anime it says <laughs> when it is a step short from being adapted from a pachinko machine i'm also remembering it's super fucking cowardly too like it plays it having stakes and then after a battle where a bunch of them apparently died they're just getting fished out of the water i can't believe afterwards because God help us if they fucking killed someone's waifu. Oh, yeah. The, the waifu defense They'd force. fucking be outside the fucking anime studios fucking building like the Capitol Rioters. <laughs> what was the thing you said about Sally? It's like they had to fulfill her contract. <laughs> it's like everyone has a fucking contract. Uh, All right. So, so we got to talk about Azure Lane then. Ezra Lane in relation to, um, in relation to, uh, to, uh... Rape Isekai. Rape Isekai's worse. So, I'm gonna talk about Purge now. It's my attempt at seriously talking about something for once in our fucking lives. Because evidently, to get Denard to talk seriously about a topic, you have to make an Isekai about rape. Congratulations. Okay. So, I'm actually a firm believer that there is not a tone-topic-genre combination that you cannot do. The principal sinner in a piece of media, unless it's a technical problem, is always the perch. Because almost everything, there is a sort of authorial intelligence or angle. Even when something's done by committee, that's in fact why you dislike it. It's because it has been sanded down so thoroughly, you can't even feel any authorial or directorial or performance kind of force. Yeah, there's no life to it. There's nothing to interpret about it. First is important. Because, winding back actually to Azure Lane, right? Yeah. And I was talking about you could be flippant about World War II and it can work out. I love your Catch-22s. You could be flippant about World War II and fuck up, but 
what will distinguish it before we get to any of the technical things, like whether you made it an action thing, a comedy thing, a drama, is you basically can, and even if you're not conscious thinking about it, to borrow the red letter media thing, you didn't notice it, but your brain did. Mm -hmm. You can generally read what their thoughts or lack thereof are on the topics within, I'm going somewhere of this. And you can also sort of read that they just didn't fucking think. Sure. I am a sort of borderline media nihilist in that I will call you and perhaps a moron for trying to make a show directly related on a literal rape revenge theme in a fantasy setting. Oh, it's 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 not just rape revenge, it's revenge rape too. Revenge rape as well. Yes, that is an important distinction. But it is the fact that the entire eye on everything that happens to him and everything he does to other people, the entire eye of the show is not merely in like a pseudo rapist like eye or gazer perspective from like the author, but it is someone thinking what would this kind of person try to see. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you could make a drama or comedy or anything about this topic with whatever level of content or violence you seek. But it's worse than thoughtless here. Because I, th I think the only thing you can do that's worse than being thoughtless is point at the cynical route and say I'm going to do that. And most of the time, it doesn't fucking matter because you're making an anime about fucking soccer or some shit. <laughs> but you chose to make, in your stakes, the fucking revenge rape story. And when you come in with, like, SAO clone laziness to that topic, I don't care how many units you pushed or moved or whatever, you're a failure. And you should feel like a failure. And I dislike you. I don't think you should feel anything being. at all. First wall creator. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that took me a second. That's my slant on perch or authorial involvement or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, all of this is valid. I disagree with none of it. Again, just fucking going back to the Doylean thing, right? I found myself completely unable to take anything that happened in this show on its own terms because of how transparent this thing was about being fetish bait um, mm. for a certain type of people, uh, a certain type of person. Um, everything that happened um, happened for the most cynical of reasons. His, you know, horrible backstory that they gave him where he spent six months locked up getting, you know, sexually assaulted by, you know, half the kingdom or whatever. You know, A, played out in Fast Forward given how um, excruciatingly intimate, you know, his scenes are with the uh, with the characters that he has made his victims, right? Mm. In such a way that it is just, and I am repeating myself here, that it is just there so that this show can have literally any amount of plausible deniability. Like, these people in this world are this implausibly awful for, you know, the deniability. For the, uh, the plausible deniability. Um, because ultimately, this show is not about his struggle for revenge. It's not a, and it, like, that could be cool. Count of Monte Cristo's real fucking cool, right? Uh, and the, 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 the Count himself, kind of a fuck. You know, no matter, you know, what fucking happened to him, he was kind of a fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was still a great story. Um, a lot of revenge stories are, in fact, great stories featuring people who are a complete fuck yeah. as the protagonist, in fact. 
But that doesn't matter in this case because all of that, all of that is artifice. All of it is just kibbles and bits built up around the core fantasy that is at the heart of this and that is the really only reason that this thing exists so that you can live through this man raping women. Yeah. That is the purpose of this show right here. And everything else, everything else exists as the flimsiest of justifications for it happening. So that, you know, you can say, oh no, there's a whole show around this. Oh no, it has a plot and characters and they have motivations and everything. No, I don't care about any of that shit because it's fake. You are insulting my intelligence by saying any of that, by saying that this show is anything more than a rape fantasy for rape fetishists and actual fucking rapists who watch this show, who are, I guess, a market now. Great. God, it's like watching a fucking five-year-old play. I try to pull a shell game on you. And that is why this show is actively worse, honestly, by an order of magnitude than Azure Lane. Like, at least fucking Interspecies Reviewers was merely a Coomer fantasy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The days of innocence for Weeaboo Hell. Jesus fucking Christ. We're gonna need to do, like, fucking Your Name or Grave of the Fireflies or some shit after this. I shouldn't even feel a need to defend, like, this idea that I'm not a school marm or whatever. But what I'm trying to get at... No, like I said at the beginning of the episode, a... clutch these pearls. I don't give a shit. I guess... My closing point. I'm not even sure that there should be a closing point yet, because clearly we need to be having the fucking conversation about the fact that there is just this entire fucking sector of the weeb community larger than anyone cares to admit that this show is for that have been waiting for a show like this for God knows how long and are actively calling me annoying me right now for saying this is not what we fucking want from our community. We do not want these people to be a part of this community because not only do they just make the rest of us look bad, it's just not safe for them to be in this community. I do not feel safe being in this community with these people, and no one should feel safe being in this community with these people. And yet, here they are, right? All the fucking gripers. Giving it fucking five stars on the streaming service we were watching this on. What was its rating? Like 4.8 out of 5? 4.8, and you know, with. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. It was doing. It was doing well. It was, it was doing, doing well. fucking numbers. It was clocking in better than Death Game. That is a conversation to be had. It's almost a hard one to have. Not because I don't know what I think about it, but because it's one of those objects that sort of stings your eyes when you stare directly at it. Yeah. No, it's so fucking and unpleasant to think about. But like, they've always not, been there. We like we've known. It's hard not to reflexively like bounce back on humor as a defense mechanism or to just deflect the topic as hmm yes terrible but doesn't represent the majority of us right okay cool you have a larger than circuit average number of these yeah i don't it's definitely a plurality if not a majority and i i don't know man if it were 49 percent, that's still a gigantic fucking problem right there i mean i try to think what I would even pitch in terms of a solution on that front. That's an area where I don't have the answers. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I would need some kind of fucking social engineering scheme, but that's beyond my fucking pay grade. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, um, it's difficult because in the end, it is kind of difficult to ostracize these people. Almost as difficult as it would be yeah, probably not quite as difficult as it would be to convince them to change at all. They no fucking incentive to do so. Like, they've already made up their minds the way that I've already made up my mind. Yeah. 
And like this is the exact right. same conversation um about Trump cultists too. How do you just persist as a unit of civilization when you just know that X not only non-zero but non-sub twenty number percentile? Yeah. Of people have deviated from the sort of basic stable social contract there. It makes me sad. Like, it really fucking does. It makes me fucking sad that... That there's this really cool fucking thing out there that I love to death, even though it frustrates me sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? That I have dedicated... Basically, around 60% of my leisure time, too, right? It is, um, you know, when people talk about TV shows, you know, at work or among friends or anything like that, I'll be like, I know, tell me when you want to talk about anime because that's the only shit I watch, right? Yeah. I'm all in. This is just my fucking niche right here. I, this is what I have chosen to do with myself. This is what I have chosen to be about, and I'm totally fucking fine with that. I think it's a completely defensible thing to have done, but but I have to now contend with the fact that I am part of a number that includes these fucking types of people. And honestly, it was irresponsible of me to have not started contending with this previously because like i said we've always known that they were there we've always known that they were there i think there's a difference between feeling a bump and knowing you have a tumor though when it it comes to scale like you probably should have known you probably should have seen a doctor but until you feel the problem there is a temptation to ignore it or think that it doesn't represent your situation and I guess the thing that the idea that you have to take in at some point is that everything does matter because it can have second order consequences like every you're sort of refighting the stakes of what society is every time you communicate in a way whether it's within a community or within a piece of media Mm -hmm. I'm not like putting the stakes of like defining the moral character of a world and everything i'm just saying that i mean it's all communication which is all about ideas and i guess sometimes you have to just ask the question what ideas will sort of gain more life or attract certain thing through there i'm not the, i'm not the most eloquent on this right now i feel like i'm just well, no i mean what we burned we've... by the fact that i am that this, this even exists and that we're it fucking on talking my about fucking it. wacky review show that there I guess is just the rape apologist contingent of that is larger than this it is community that I am part of when I was a youth one of the lessons of the last few years has been that Progress is not always this arrow that points in one direction. Mm. No, it goes backwards sometimes in real fucking big ways. We do need to approach everything with the idea that a uh, Bronze Age collapse is fully and totally possible. It can always fucking happen. And it is actively our responsibility to make sure it doesn't. And I almost wonder if I'm being irresponsible giving this show this much of our fucking airtime. Giving it any sort of fucking publicity because it's a very fucking real chance that someone someone listens to this episode not having heard of this show goes and finds the show and is like this is fucking great. Those guys are normies. <laughs> and I hope the mic picked that up. To the person thinking of yonder normie defense, I would just posit I own an unironic katana. <laughs> I am not a normie. You are in 
too deep in the wrong angles, angles that should not exist within the pool. Angles that don't really add anything to the medium itself or art or... It's really frustrating that... You talk about liking this thing, and I, and I like this thing, and it frustrates me that... This thing being we media. Anime, not... Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating that, like, out of all the ideas, you could choose to, like, float your fucking pitch or project forward. You just choose something that has this fucking teratogenicity to it. Because, I don't know, there's always something else. There's... And now for the kids at home... That word means... Oh, God. <laughs> because, it's just, it's just congrats, like, you win. It's just I a, don't know what that word means. It's just a type of organ, right? Like how hepatoxicity is like the fucking liver rot. Oh, okay, sure. It's not inspiring. <laughs> it's not inspiring. The fucking hell of it is that I don't fucking have any easy answers for you or anyone on this right now, right? I don't have a good denouement. I don't have a like a cool conclusion to be drawn from all this other than they would not make this show where they're not a market for the show and you need a lot of fucking people to constitute a market. We need to fucking have a reckoning here. And it's 20 years overdue. This has been Wee Woo Hell. It's Wee Woo Hell.